0: To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply, valid through July 31st. This podcast is brought to you by the film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn, oh, he's hot, with an incredible ensemble that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, and Whoopi Goldberg. Ezra is a funny and endearing story about Max, a divorced father struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When faced with difficult decisions about the future, they embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Deadline calls Ezra a touching testament to the power of love. In theaters, May 31st.
1: Our kids have said to us since we've moved
2: to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived.
0: Hi, Catherine. How are you? Hi.
4: I'm great today.
2: Oh,
0: God. I was looking online this morning for chow rescues to see, and if any of my listeners know about this, to see if there are full chows that are rescuable. Because I Mm. really want my next dog to be a full-blown chow, but I don't want to buy one from a breeder. I know there's a bunch of chow mix rescues. I'll probably end up getting a chow mix. But if anyone has a full-blown chow that they want, Somebody to take. I'm your person. You're I don't care. Into the fold. I want more. I just want that face in my face, <laughs> that fucked up scrunchy face. I, yeah. do you know how much time I spend on TikTok and Instagram looking at Chow videos? <laughs> it's so pathetic. And then the and they come in so many different colors and sizes. Mm-hmm. There's white. There's black. There's orange. There's brown ones. Oh. Did I ever tell you I had a Chow mix growing up? No. Yeah, he was a German
4: Shepherd Chow, but he looked much more. Chow his name was Buster I think he Chow is so a cute. dominant
0: thing yeah. when Chows have any Chow that it's the dominant trait just yeah. like you know he had like the purple tongue and yeah. everything yeah. he was just yeah. the they're best. just the cutest dog so that's my latest venture is to yeah. find a dog because I've spent so much time at home that I can just give the dogs to my bell to finally this it'll just repeat talk about repeating a cycle of abuse <laughs> I'm basically repeating a cycle of just not being considered a real parent
4: right exactly but now you have Joe in your life so he can like like help co-parent and, you know. Yeah, he's got more experience
0: in parenting than I do, so I guess he would be a good co-parent. Yeah, He just doesn't like when the dogs sleep in our bed, which I, you know, I do like. You I need want that. that. I want that body. Yeah, I like when I hear Bernice snore in the middle of the night and she's like, <laughs> I fucking love that. It makes me laugh in the middle of the night. <laughs> the other night there was like, I don't know what was going on, but she came up to the doggy steps and she was whining like she went, mm. And she never does that. And I look up and she's like, can I come in? It was basically like, can she come in the bed? Because Joe wasn't there. I was like, yeah. yeah, bitch, get up here. Let's do this. I was like, I will staple you to the bed.
4: Yes. You have to. I see, I even like when Mimsy like kicks me in the night. Like she wants to sleep in between my legs and she'll like kick to like yeah, make space. Yeah, that's what
0: I, I want. someone who wants me all the time. That's yeah. the kind of dog I'm looking for. I thought I didn't like that because I had that in Chunk. But mm-hmm. I'm ready for round two of Chunk.
4: Exactly. Well, we have a quick update from Tara, who called in on one of our episodes and she was coming out. She was married to a man, but she was coming out as a lesbian and was going to like talk to her family. Uh, yeah. and she was on Lily Singh's episode. Yeah,
0: yeah, I remember.
4: So she said, Things have been going well for me. After I told my mother, which turned out to be somewhat of a heart crusher, I did take Chelsea and Lily's advice and basically stopped giving a shit about who I had to come out to and how I was going to do it. I took the same approach to coming out, as I do when people ask me why I don't have social media. My life is none of anyone's fucking business. My advice to anyone else in the same situation is this. Your life is your story. Nobody else's. You will share different chapters with different people. Some will be great. Some will be not so great. But you choose how it's told and who you tell it to. And always remember, when it feels like you're turning your life upside down, you're actually turning
0: it right side up. Tara. Oh, God. Isn't wow. Lovely. Look at, this. Look at this little ripple effect this podcast uh, is having. It's incredible. Giving, giving people time to share their problems and then them taking advice and making changes in their lives. Mm-hmm. God. Uh, what a nice, wonderful. nice development, you guys. We love the feedback. Always send it in. And if you want to send in any questions, it's at dearchelseaproject at gmail.com. Oh, mm, 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 mm. Let me just put my bifocals on. Okay. Let me mention some show dates I have coming up. I am winding down my summer dates. I will see everybody in Hawaii July 1st and July 3rd, Honolulu, Kahuli. So I'll be on Oahu and Maui. And then July 28th, I'll be in Montreal at the Just for Last Festival. And August 12th, two shows in Vancouver. And then Calgary, August thirteenth and August 14th. And then I just added another twenty-two cities after that. If you go to Chelseahandler.com. If I haven't already been to a city near you, I'm definitely coming to a city near you then. So check Chelseahandler.com for tickets. Today's guest is Anna Far. Oh shit. <laughs> Today's guest has her own podcast as well. It's called Unqualified. Please welcome Anna Faris. No, <laughs> today's guest has her own podcast as well. It's called Unqualified. Please welcome Anna Faris. Hi, hello, hello. Oh my God! Look at how the ta- tables have tur- turned. Turned. <gasps> you were the first original person to ever have a podcast, right? Well, after Mark Marin. I was the first original. You yeah. invented podcasting. And boy, do I regret it. (laughs) I know. Look at what what a shit show. Now everybody has a fucking podcast. People, unborn babies have them. Oh, my God. Like in 2015,
1: I was able to say, "Uh, I think I'm starting a podcast. And people would inevitably be like, what is that again? And I would say, like, cereal, you know, that thing that's going around. Yeah. And now here I am. And, you know.
0: Well, you should just remind people that it was one of the original podcasts. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're OG. I've actually had one since 2015. Yeah, I'll remind all my guests. Yeah, I think that's a good actually opening statement an opening thesis, if you will. Can I be a guest and open with a question? I knew you were going to pull some shit like that, (laughs) I knew it. I fucking know your shit. And I knew you were going to go. Yeah, because I know you just had my lover on Joe Coy. He was on your podcast recently.
1: I adore him. Who doesn't? Oh, my God. He was such a great guest. So, wait, though. when You guys had known each other forever. when When did it turn to romance?
0: The first penetration happened last August. We were friends forever, but we hadn't been hanging out for many years. I hadn't seen him. And then he resurfaced, and then he would not get the fuck out of my face. You know what I mean? He was <laughs> on it and on it, and he kept resurfacing and even I went away for three and a half months and we kind of kept in touch and then it just turned into like all of a sudden one day I just was like oh wait a second I think that this is my guy like this is it
1: but that's a major shift in mentality I mean he probably crushed on you forever that's what I think because you know because it's a it's a little I don't know in my experience I guess that most guys who are friends with me back in the day, because I don't have any friends anymore. But <laughs> that's, <know>. so
0: <laughs> that's so Anna.
1: That's so Anna. That is so
0: you. You're always talking about how you have no friends, which is ridiculous. I think I
1: well That's a it's a different subject, I suppose, because I think I'm lazy and I'm a hermit. I kind of enjoy my own company. And also, we have three kids in the house. This is all boring. I want to talk about No, that's not this.
0: boring. This is your life. Oh, listen, but, the last thing my listeners need to hear is more shit about Joe Coy and me, <laughs> because that's all we fucking talk about. So we do need to talk about you, actually. I'm just so happy for you. I'm Thank so you. happy for you. I appreciate that. Like, and making that
1: mental switch from friend to lover is
0: kind of difficult, don't you think? Yeah, I do think. I mean, it's not difficult because the ease with which you can be yourself with that person outweigh any difficulties that surround that kind of transition. Because it's really not difficult. You know, I mean, I suppose if we were having a, had an affair, that would have been difficult. You know, if one of us had been cheating on somebody or whatever. But it was just so pure and nice and like everyone was rooting for us. And that was also one element that I wasn't ever expecting because if, you know, you had told me I was going to date somebody else who's well-known, I would be like, no, no. No, I'm not doing that. That's the last. I wanted like a, a finance guy. And then I found <laughs> out how fucking boring finance guys are. So... It's much better to be with somebody that, you know, you think is cool— like, I think Joe is cool. Like, I, he, everybody thinks he's cool, you know? And he's definitely cooler than I am in terms of my family dynamic. Like, all my nieces and nephews now just think Joe is, like, the coolest. And I fucking love that, because pressure's off. I, I'm <laughs> sick of being cool. I want, a, like, a time out, you know? I just want to be alone and do my thing and smoke a joint on the beach and not be asked too many questions. My enthusiasm for life is different than it used to be. Like, now I really enjoy my solitude, so I can relate to what you're saying about being a bit of a recluse.
1: When you said that it would be, like, difficult if there was infidelity involved, you do not seem like a person
0: who is a cheater. Is that right? Yeah, no, I wouldn't cheat on somebody. I would just break up with them. That's so mean. Yeah, well, that's because that's
1: how I've always perceived you as being... Maybe proud is is incorrect but sort of the idea of like proudly straightforward
0: Yes. I'd like to be direct. I don't like to mess with people. Like people have a decision if they want to be around you. You know, you give them the information that they need. Here's the truth. If you don't like it, I totally get it. But here it is. So if I were to do that, I would be very upfront about it. But I'm not like that. Like I just wouldn't even get myself into a situation. I mean, that's maybe when I was younger. Yeah. When I was a little bit more reckless. Now I'm like, I'm not going to hurt somebody in that way. I don't want to be responsible for anybody being in pain. I think that's amazing. So anyway, that's enough about me, Anna. We're near, we're here to talk about you. And then we're going to give advice to callers. So you don't even have to talk I about love it. So you don't even have to talk about yourself for so long. So just I want you to think about that as we go into this next phase of the interview. Love it. But you did mention that you are with three children now. And I know that you have one. So, so the other two, I'm assuming, came from your new husband.
1: Yes. They're teenagers, 15 and
0: 18. Oh, oh, woof. That's a far cry from what you were dealing with. Oh, man.
1: And I am the youngest child. I was a camp counselor, so I had that experience. And I was a really shitty babysitter. There's a peanut allergy story. I didn't believe in allergies. Uh Anyway, whatever. I almost killed the kid. It could have been a whole different life for me. But being a stepmom has been, I'm still learning. I really am. I felt at first like I wanted to be kind of like this wild, new, reckless person in their lives because I was also going through a divorce. And so I had that now that I'm like a divorce veteran because I've been divorced twice. There is this kind of shift that happens, especially it hit hard the first time I turned into somebody that I didn't recognize. Like I was always the kind of person that had their fridge filled. And I hosted a lot of dinners. That was back when I had friends. A
0: long, long, long time ago.
1: (laughs) But then I found myself in this apartment with just beer and mustard in the fridge. (laughs) And And I was going out all the time. I had no one to text or call and say, hey, can I do this, essentially? It was incredibly liberating. And I reverted to, you know, like 17 years old. I went to a bar. I was like, how dangerous I am.
0: (laughs) Right. I would have done something like that at 17 as well. I was down to get busy with whatever. And I also took a lot of pride in knowing that I could handle uh, more drugs than anybody else. And I would still be able to, like, get us home or navigate something, some situation to get us taken care of. I took a lot of pride in that. And that's rebellion and recklessness, obviously.
1: I never... I was never promiscuous, though. Is that like an old-timey term that I my think mom so. uses that? <laughs> yeah. I think so. I was never promiscuous. But because I was terrified. I was terrified that I wasn't a good lover. I was terrified that, especially young, when I was younger, I was so self-conscious of my body. I didn't want anybody to see it. But I would dance on the edges of it. I wanted to be desired desperately.
0: right. How long was your first marriage? Two and a half years. So nine hundred thousand (laughs) dollars. Okay. Okay. Copy that. And then, how long was your second marriage? Ten years. About ten years. Was it? So you're getting better at it. Nine years. Eight years. Yeah. You know. It's kind of how I feel about Chelsea lately. I don't know if it was eight years or ten years. So you're getting better at it, though. A ten year marriage is a, is not a not success. It's not a. It's. What, I don't I think it was save?
1: ten years. I think okay, it was well, like seven. But it would. Yeah. Okay, but well, we were together for ten years. But anyway. Yeah, I think there is. It's slow growth. On my end.
0: Yeah, well, some of us are a little bit more. I feel like there's areas in my life where I've matured in a short amount of time as a little kid, and then there are areas in my life where I'm still acting like a little girl.
1: Chelsea, I feel like you and I might have this in common. I don't know, but I think this time it has been easier for me to accept a lot of love. Oh, it's still it's like I still kind of struggle with it, but. Are you like that, though? Like, if there's so much love, like, I think just when I was younger, if there was a lot of love, like, I I must have subconsciously liked a chase or something that I don't know. It feels healthier, though, whatever it is. It feels like I can be loved.
0: Yeah, right, which is such a—it feels like a corny thing to say, but it's true for many of us. You know, it's the same way we feel about compliments, when people are uh, unwilling to receive compliments— like I, you know, I don't know if those two things are related, but like I don't like a lot of adulation. I don't like a lot of people telling me to my face how great they think I am. I'd love it for them to be doing it behind my back. That's fine, <laughs> but don't involve me in that. You know, like it's it's uncomfortable, and then I have to say thank you and thank you and thank you. And I've spent a, a, like an inordinate amount of my time saying thank you to you, whether it's my fans backstage at a show telling me you know nice things about myself. It's like it, that becomes too much, and then it loses its meaning, right? It doesn't affect you in the same way it should each time. Joe Coy is very good at receiving adulation and adoration. He loves that. And I, I know what you're saying about that, but and, and I wonder if that is connected to the love part. It could be. Yeah, yeah. Because for a while, it would be annoying to have somebody adore you that much. It's like, oh, th- there's a revulsion there. But that revulsion is a protection over your own person. You're trying to preserve yourself and not get hurt to the point where you would have be vulnerable to them. Right. I th- you know, my mom is and
1: but was this stunning stunning woman she grew up dirt poor she had to get like all her teeth fixed and stuff but she really like i kind of want to show you a picture but she never complimented my physical appearance and because i i was such a late bloomer i had chubby cheeks i wore headgear for fucking years i That's think my cute. parents did that to me because they wanted me to stay a virgin even though <laughs> even though they're atheist i It was that was that was one of the struggles of my life for sure. So I think that I can accept compliments that are about my work well, and I'm very grateful for that. But especially in Hollywood, like if you're at a thing and everybody looks beautiful and someone is like, "Oh, you look so beautiful," I I can't absorb that very well. At least it's a little too much. So I just you know got fake boobs and. Bleach my hair
0: <laughs> That was my strategy And decided to have no more friends She's like, that's it It's me, myself, and I No one that's else That's right
1: That's right
0: I feel like I've met your mother Would I have met your mother? Maybe Yeah, I think Maybe I, one day, There was a party at my house once And I believe you were there with your mother This was many, many years ago God,
1: was I there with my mother? Uh, <laughs> Why would I do that?
0: Oh my God! Where else would I have met her? Or maybe I met her when I when I did your podcast one year at your house. It was definitely in a house setting. That feels right. I think that's right. I think that's what it was. That was when you were still married to Chris because he was outside drinking a beer. There was another guy, and then you and I were at your old house recording the podcast. Okay, uh,
1: this is my mother on her honeymoon, like. She has like the She looks like something
0: from that movie, that surfing movie, Gidget's surfing movie. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. She had like that whole
1: look. But she didn't know it. She's very uncomfortable. I think that because it was her identity, like it was kind of how she broke through and she met my dad, but she never played it up. She was always, I mean, as far as I know, they've only slept with each other, you know? Getting back to my parents' weird philosophy about sex. What's your relationship with your mother like now? We're really close. We're really close. She had a tremendously difficult childhood. And as I get older, I can see how that really affected her. And it's kind of, it's really remarkable that she is is as great of a mom as she is, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, her parents... I have never told this story. I'll tell it if you guys don't mind. Her parents, one Easter when I was nine, they had this really dumpy family cabin. They lived in a, you know, a very, very modest home that was kind of falling apart. And they also had this really dumpy cabin on an island, a beautiful island in Washington State. And we were all there for Easter. And I was using the bathroom in, there was one bathroom. And uh, I could hear a lot of shouting. And then the door gets kicked in by my grandpa and I'm like on the pot. And he's always been weird anyway, always made me incredibly uncomfortable. And he said, get outside, I'm getting the gun. So we're all, like my aunt like shoves us all into the station wagon where we're all hovering while my grandpa has this massive gun that my uncles are wrestling away from him and i think about like Ugh. it was scary it was scary but i didn't even know how scary it could have been he was such a violent unpredictable man and i think he had this hold on my mom and her sisters mm. that was so she came from that yeah and i admire her so much
0: yeah, that's pretty scary stuff to deal with as a child. As an adult, it's scary. But as a child, in not knowing if you're safe or not, I think is like the number one thing that we all wrestle with. And to stop perpetuating that cycle, right? Like to put an end to that cycle so that that cycle of abuse doesn't continue. Mm-hmm. Because that's what happens with families. You know, somebody does something and then the kid does it. And then the kid's an abuser. Right. And then and right. it's like, well, fuck. I mean, our, I guess our whole, if you want to be like thinking of it on a really spiritual level, our whole entire existence and purpose should be uh, in creating new imprints, right? And new memories and stopping any cycle of negativity, which is impossible to do because you're a human being. I
1: think that's an amazing sentiment and important for parents to remember.
0: Yeah. Parenting is a tough, you know, a really tough job. And a lot of people go into it thinking that it's like very one dimensional. Like, I can't believe I'm going to love this thing as much as I do, or I'm going to be loved as much as I want to be loved because I didn't get the love that I needed. You know, it's one of those two things are usually the basis of wanting a child is to give or receive the love. And it's like, if you could take care of that on your own before you have a kid, then imagine how healthy you can make that kid.
1: Completely. Completely. I'm really proud that Jack, the son that I have with Chris, he's nine and he is such an even keeled kid. He is hysterical. He's smart. He's
0: and he's just and he's confident, but without being a jerk. Yeah, that's that's the key for any man being raised (laughs) is to be confident without being arrogant. Right. Yeah. I'm really proud proud of that oh well know. that's good I'm glad you have an adorable son with him and I'm glad that you guys are able to co-parent in such a nice healthy way that's going to be great for him as he grows up and I'm sure actually what that's probably what we're going to turn to I'm sure we have some parenting questions yes and since oh we, god since out of the three <laughs> of us Anna you're the only fucking parent on this podcast Ugh. today you better get yourself yeah buckle up
1: truly I live in a community that makes me feel like a terrible parent every day. Well, I think that's the community. And organic and like the what? You didn't know the assignment was due? Yeah. Well, you may be
4: helicoptering less than some people, you know?
0: (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. I tried helicopter parenting with my dogs and that backfired. So I no longer am a helicopter parent. Well, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with some questions. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving, and according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st.
5: Elevate your grooming game with Conair Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
0: Probiotics can be a very important part of your daily routine. They certainly are part of mine. But sometimes uh, they're a hassle to take. So Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like. Adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. needed most. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at the checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply. Valid through July 31st. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and Families have a safe place to sleep. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's L E E S A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Okay, and we're back with Anna Ferris and Catherine, my co host. Hi, hi. Hi, hi.
4: Well, our first question comes from Liza. She says, dear Chelsea, my husband and I have been successful stoners for many years. My chronic depression and anxiety took a turn for the worse this past winter, and I decided I needed to get sober and clean for my mental health after drowning myself in cannabis on a daily basis for two years. I've just hit my 30 day clean mark and I'm feeling better than ever. We're discussing starting a family soon, and I'd like him to refrain from using for some time before we conceive to try and have the healthiest baby possible. When I quit initially, he took a short break, but is back to daily usage. When I brought up my concerns, he got very defensive and told me he supported my journey but wanted no part of it. Am I overstepping by asking my husband to quit while we try to conceive? Liza.
0: Hmm. I don't know. Medically speaking, I mean, I'm sure there's merit in that finding that marijuana causes weak sperm or the sperm that you get isn't going to be top notch. Well, there's less, right? It like suppresses the sperm count, I think. Oh, well, I have no problem with that. But um, <laughs> Anna, you go ahead. Well, I think
1: the important information, I think, is his behavior, right? If he's kind of checked out and if he's not connecting with her in a way that she likes you know or if they're not having enough sex it feels like there's if it sort of reassures and affirms her journey that's one thing it's another thing if she's annoyed fundamentally that she's clean and it's another thing if his behavior changes Liza, we need more info.
0: Yeah, we need. That's true. If, if he is kind of like a dud and doesn't get a lot done and isn't that motivated, fine, then that's his own issue. But I would also say that like when you do something and detox and like go on a cleanse or a diet, you really shouldn't be trying to corral other people into it. it that's not the way to get anybody to join in. The best way to do is to exhibit your behavior and your changes and let that person catch on if they want, you know, let them go. Oh, wow. It's like Joe and I, I go to the gym every morning. I Have to work out every morning. That's my routine. And sometimes he comes with me and sometimes he doesn't. But the only reason he comes with me is because when he feels like, well, shit, you do this all the time. I want to level up. Like I want to be like that too. But I don't make him go. Your analogy is funny because I was thinking it's like there is
1: a layer here. I don't know if Liza feels this way or whatever, where if somebody has a new workout routine and they gotta tell you all about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's annoying.
1: Yes. It's like someone telling you about their dream every day. It's like (laughs) you felt these things, but this makes no sense to me. And I don't think you should really fucking read into any of this shit anyway. So I think that Liza needs to kind of figure out what elements of his usage makes her kind of irritated and to gauge it. And maybe it is like, babe, can you wait till five PM or I I don't know, or, or take a couple days off before they
4: are
0: like trying to conceive so he can still like do it the rest of the month. I mean, the other thing there is like, if somebody's defensive about having to stop doing something, then I think your answer is right there. Like if you're so freaked out, which, so it's two different arguments, you know, like if if you say to someone, oh, stop smoking weed for a month and like, why, why, why? I don't don't have to. Like, obviously they don't want to because it's going to be a problem for them, which is even more reason to do it. Like, it shouldn't scare you to have to abstain from something for a set amount of time. I did that alcohol cleanse and I was like, oh, this is so long, but I had to do it. So, mostly so I probably wouldn't have to do it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, okay, okay, everybody. But yeah, unless it has, there's a medical component. Do you think that's the whole thing?
4: So, I just looked it up and there's a University of Chicago study that says using marijuana can affect the sperm count and alter the shape and function of the sperm. So, yeah, it can lower fertility. And maybe the
1: conversation's even bigger than this, though, because according to the letter, Liza said he was pretty straightforward. Good for you, babe, but not me. It's not for me. Right. There could be what if he's not quite as enthusiastic about having a kid or what if I don't know? I don't know. That's like a point. well, There's a bit here.
0: Well, yeah, but you should also try to get pregnant. And if that doesn't work in three months and you think it's because of the sperm count, then you can revisit the conversation. Yeah. Um, and talk to your
4: doctor about it, too, because your doctor may say, like, yeah, he needs to cool it for a week before. I'm
0: her doctor, Catherine.
4: <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. It's accurate.
0: Have you guys ever heard, you know,
1: how sperm is the indicator of sex of the gender of a baby? Like that's like, the one that chooses? yes. They have either an XX or an XY. hmm Okay. Or we have, we, no, we just have the X. They either have a Y or an X. Okay. Okay. I'm going to sound like You're a real You're teaching us a blonde. lot right now,
0: though. <laughs> I know. Is the earth flat well, or round? Somebody tell me first before I ask this question again. It's round flat. For now. It's on the map. Those boats I just want never to s- come back. But on the map, it's flat. So on maps, I just want everyone to know the world is flat. So yes. when Sherry Shepard asked that question, she was not alone. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> I just I just found out about the moon and the sun and their whole situation recently. So you have to bear with me on my knowledge of basic fundamental information that is available at a fingertip, a fingertip away.
1: This is what I believe, but I haven't checked its accuracy in a while. So we're XX as females. Boys are XY, whatever. Why am I giving a biology lesson?
0: Fuck I thought it was just oh, X and Y. God. I thought it was X and Y. Is it XX and XY? I don't know, Chelsea. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. i am really got to
1: backtrack uh, this is here. What if
0: I think we're probably giving so much false well, information apparently. on this podcast. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is on Fox News. You guys, you're listening to Fox News, okay? <laughs> totally. Totally. From what I read, though, the um, male sperm
1: tends to swim faster but die sooner. Oh. The female sperm... Swim slower is like more resilient through slow the, and steady, right? The, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever business we got that tries to like prevent them. So, uh, there's a whole theory about if you want to have a boy as your exit is, is like traveling down. Are you or making whatever. a jerking
0: off motion right now? As we, speak? yeah, <laughs> okay, okay huh. oh, okay, I, just I want- <laughs> like to do that. Yeah,
1: yeah, you can use that. I just
0: want to. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that I was talking. That yeah, I'm terrible at hand jobs. Speaking of who is off, this hand job we conversation? About we were just talking about hand jobs. Like who is giving hand jobs? <laughs> who is it? Are these girls in high school? Like because they don't want to give a blowjob? That I can get behind. Yes, but a hand job as an adult is an insult to both parties, as far as <laughs> I'm concerned. I yeah, I completely agree. Who's doing that? Like what? Are, <laughs> it, it's so. I mean, sex is animalistic as it is, obviously, but jerking someone off, just even the hand gesture is so uh, upsetting. <laughs> like, I wish you could do it with my foot. You know what I mean? Because that's how far away some I want guys that would situation. Like that, I, I know. I know. I bet some guys would like a foot job.
1: How deeply into sex should we get? Probably not.
0: I don't know. I mean,. We'll see what the next caller has to say, and maybe it'll lead to a sexual conversation on it. Okay, and okay, you can, you can, all your dreams could come true, uh, Chelsea. I always felt like you would be
1: the popular girl in high school that would
0: sort of befriend me because I was like just because you had no friends
1: weird (laughs) enough
0: yeah i would totally i would totally do that i i love helping people out or saving people i like to make Mm -hmm. sure people know that they're not alone you told me
1: on my podcast that you you said Ana, you are so fucking weird and (laughs) i took that as such a compliment yeah you should you should you said it with love in a weird way yeah. It was really nice. I think about that. That was a good compliment.
0: Oh, well, I'm so glad. Thank you. I'm so glad. You I don't yeah, I like weirdos. I think it's much cooler to be a weirdo than to just be a follower. They're, everyone's a follower. I'm even a follower. We follow and there's like we do so many things without even thinking because other people are doing them that it's nice to have originality. So that's what makes you unique. Thank you. Sometimes I feel like I do this purposeful
1: disguise because I sure don't feel do you guys ever have like a serious brain body disconnect yeah like man this is a costume
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because everyone has a multitude of different things that are going on in their brain, you know, in one moment, you can be your confident best version of yourself and and totally secure in everything you're doing. And then two days later, you can be completely self-doubting and not sure what you're doing or having any confidence. I mean, I think that's what's so c- complex about like the human brain is we could get up our own asses and we have a hard time staying out of our heads And so I I like to think of things, anything that keeps you out of your head. That's why I love reading books. Like that requires my attention to something that has nothing to do with me.
1: I always felt uncomfortable being a woman, like the idea of femininity. I mean, it's not a struggle for me anymore because I'm 45 and I wasn't exactly a tomboy, but I really prided myself on not being afraid. Like I really always wanted to be brave. Like we had... My brother—he belonged to the Washington Herpetological Society. What does so that? What does that mean?
0: Herpetological. Reptiles. Oh, I thought it was oh. something to do with herpes. Okay. <laughs>
1: There's a society for that. Uh,
0: well, a herpes. <laughs> yeah, a her- yeah, for animals with herpes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. <gasps> so we ha- we always had tons of snakes in tarantulas and piranhas and parrots and lizards. And the house had a very particular smell. (laughs) And there was always like one loose. And I felt really proud of never being scared of bugs or kind of overcoming whatever. I was like this little feisty thing. I was incredibly short. And I was really angry for a long time
0: that I wasn't born a boy. Yeah, well, I mean... I think what we're all learning is that it's not one or the other. There's this whole spectrum of like masculinity and femininity as we know it. I certainly didn't feel like a girl for a very long period of time, but I feel like one now. I feel like a woman, you know, and I, I, but I feel very masculine. I have a lot of very masculine tendencies. But does that get in the way of, like, your female friendships? Yeah, sometimes. I'm very—yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a terrible history of friendship ending. So I am, like—that is the one thing that I I can't seem to shake, no matter how much therapy I go to. It's just, like, I have a very— steadfast desire to let the truth be known and not to pussyfoot around anything and not to ever be insincere. So that gets you into trouble. Not everybody likes to hear the truth. And I understand that's part of my personality and it's not something I'm willing to like forego. Like, if you came to me and you said, I need to know the truth about something, I would I would have to tell you this is the truth. Even if it were going to hurt your feelings as a sister, as a woman to another woman, even though you think you're a man, I would say to you, hey, Anna, this is what I see and this is what I know. Because I think that's what you—that's like the best gift you can give anybody in your life is the truth. No one benefits from being lied to.
1: I am not like that. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's so funny. (laughs) No, I'm much more uh, like my female friendships are always like dancing with awkwardness.
0: Oh, well, that's just you. That's you. You're (laughs) awkward and you're in your head. I am. But that's your thing. Like, I mean, who cares? Like, that's your personality. It's not something to resist. It's something to embrace. I have no choice. I know. You are you, so you have no choice. Okay, so what do we have next? We have to get through some callers, Anna. Sure. We can't just we can't just sit here and focus on you the entire I know. Episode. I'm sorry. We have to help the masses make better life decisions. That's
4: right. That's right. Well, before we get to all the fun stuff, we'll take a quick break.
0: Okay. Sounds good. We'll be right back. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving, and according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st.
5: Elevate your grooming game with Conair Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
0: Probiotics can be a very important part of your daily routine. They certainly are part of mine. But sometimes uh, they're a hassle to take. So Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like. Adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. needed most. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at the checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply. Valid through July 31st. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not as sharp.
4: first caller today is oh they're luke. gonna
0: be online on it get ready yes we oh, have okay friends great joining
4: so luke is a rarity on the show he is a straight guy wow straight Rare. male
0: listener that's that is unique
4: yes he says one of my friends has been in a relationship for two years with a girl that's not good for him and i'm struggling to help him see that there are three main issues One, extreme jealousy. She consistently does phone checks to see who he is talking to and does not let him talk to or hang out with any females unless she has met them and given her sign off. This has sadly led my friend to abandon a lot of long, completely innocent and platonic relationships with female friends. She also restricts him hanging out with the boys, which has caused a strain in our main friend group. Number two, gold-digging tendencies. A year into the relationship, she moved into his apartment but does not pay any rent. She then persuaded him to get all new furniture for the apartment because she simply didn't like his stuff. I get furnishing an apartment together, but when she's not paying rent, why should she have all the say? She's made several comments in group environments that she needs to marry someone rich and praises others for doing so. May have been said in jest, but concerning nonetheless. Three, pressure to get engaged. The girlfriend comes from a more traditional family where getting married young is the norm. My friend, on the other hand, has told me consistently he wants to focus on his career and wait until he's ready to get married, potentially in his 30s. His girlfriend has consistently pressured him, saying she cannot risk being single in her late 20s or early 30s and trying to find someone else all over again. My friend is not ready for engagement, but when confiding in me, he tries to see it from her side and thinks maybe he should compromise on his engagement timing by a couple years. She currently has given him an ultimatum that it needs to happen by next year. I've tried having a few talks and raising these red flags, but he sort of justifies or rebuffs them. I'm trying not to be too aggressive and ruin our friendship over this. How can I prevent my friend from making a lifelong
2: mistake? Luke.
0: Hi, Luke. Hi, Luke. Hello. Hi, hi. Anna Faris is with us today, along with Catherine, my co-host.
2: How's it going,
0: man?
1: Great. I am really excited to talk with you. That was a letter. Like
0: you care about your friend.
2: I really do. I'm. I am i am not sure what to do. I'm turning to you guys.
0: First of all, I want to say congratulations on being the first straight white uh well, you're not white, are you? You're the straight first straight man to call into this podcast. That is a feat that you must be very <laughs> very secure in your masculinity and manhood. So, muzzle tov to that.
2: Yes. Well, I feel like my whole family grew up watching Chelsea lately. Oh, so, good. <laughs> big fan.
0: Yay. Great. Awesome. Anna, do you want to start? You seem like an eager beaver. Well,
1: so when All the detailed information, she truly does sound atrocious (laughs) for sure, but all the detailed information, how did you get that? Does your friend tell you, like, how how does these conversations
2: work? Yeah, it's it's a mix of me spending time with her and then him sharing with me a little bit because he clearly sees some concerns. And so I've tried to talk with him about it. So a mix of both of those things.
1: So when you hang out, like what percentage of the time is he like, man, I don't know what to do about this thing. Does that dominate like 30% of the conversation, 40%?
2: No, I, I would honestly say it's like only a handful of conversations I've had with him about okay. it. Like I've tried to be careful of not always bringing it up to him. If he brings it up, I'm happy to talk with him. I brought it up maybe on my own one or two times, but it's not like a frequent conversation we've had.
1: Are you close? Is he close with his family?
2: Yes, cl- very close with his parents. And I- I've actually asked what do his parents think of these things, but he hasn't really opened up to them about these things.
0: Mm-hmm. And does he open up to others? they don't like her. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But do you guys have a group of friends? Are there another couple of guys that also feel the same way? Or is it just you?
2: I'm definitely closest to him, so I don't think he's opened up in the same way to those other friends, really only to me. Uh huh. But I don't want to necessarily go around and, like, Spread All of his like no. personal stuff unless he's willing to do that's
0: it. what a girl would do. So don't do that because that's <laughs> yeah, that's how females behave. We're like, you also hate her. The thing is, it's like, listen, you can have one really like serious conversation with him out of love and for your friendship and for your caring. And you can say you could put it all out on the table. In a way, that's thoughtful and sweet, but you don't want to lose your friendship. You said that all you could do is say it once out of love. He's probably not going to listen to you, but you never know. And at least then you have a clear conscience. But don't go just it's got to be out of the love for him, not the hatred for her. You know what I mean? These are the things that I'm seeing. I know what kind of guy you are and she doesn't represent to me what you're looking for. Like calling her a gold digger isn't going to be helpful, but you can put that in other language that seems a little bit more just that you've noticed. And and just by noticing is a demonstration of your friendship, by paying attention, you know? I think girls and guys react to these kinds of conversations in a different way. And I think men are, are definitely less emotional and they might receive it a lot differently than a woman might receive it. Don't you guys think? Yeah, like just leveling with him. And then not bringing it up again, like you said it, I'm just going to say it once, I support you, whatever you do, I'm always going to be your friend, this is what I see, and I just had to tell you because I know you would do the same for me.
2: So I think here's the tough thing, I think I've kind of had those conversations with him, and he always just like plays it off or rebuffs it, and so I've had two or three of those conversations but I've been very careful not to be too strong. So, do I just lay off at this point and say it is what it is, or go more strong into it?
1: I have a question about the timing. Is do, do you feel like a proposal is imminent?
2: Yes, I, okay. I feel like it could happen like in the next couple months, if not. Okay, sooner. so
1: he does. He has very strong feelings for her. Is this his first girlfriend?
2: Uh, yeah, first real serious one. He may. I think he had one in high school, but I mean, that's high school.
1: Yeah. I totally agree with Chelsea and Catherine, but the problem is he's vulnerable. This is his first thing. This is his first relationship and he's going to need you in his life. But there is a risk potential of those details, especially sticking in his head. It's like when you can paint the entire picture, those things get seared into his head. So if you back up your hesitancy about this woman with, actual specifics there's a risk of you guys not being friends he will remember these things he'll associate you with that kind of imagery you know what I mean so I wonder if the approach is if you open with like hey you know maybe you guys can grab a beer or something something along the lines of like hey man how happy are you because you're a great guy and I don't want you to have to go through like the financial pain of a divorce if in three years you're pretty miserable i just i want to check in with how how you are as opposed to getting into her a bit which will immediately put his guard up what do you think about that
2: yeah i think that makes sense i think when i bring up things about her he definitely first instincts he gets defensive
0: like what can you give us an example give us an example of a time you brought yeah. something up
2: so the the gold digging part i didn't i didn't call her a gold digger or anything like that but i i brought up there were a, a few situations in like group settings where she made those comments about marrying someone rich or like praising others for doing the same and it didn't seem like a joke but so i brought that up to him and his first reaction was well all girls say that like it, it's not that serious it's like those common, it's not a big deal type of thing.
1: Does she believe that she's more attractive
0: than he is?
2: I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't okay. think so.
0: Okay.
4: Okay. That's a good question.
0: Though. Is that something Thank you're you. curious <laughs> about? Is, Anna, is that something you're curious about in your own life? <laughs> I, I like
1: thinking about the power balance in this relationship of Luke's friends. Like how does she view herself? How does he view himself? And thinking about the imbalance there. If someone feels like they have more power, like I could do better. That is a that's that's a hard kind of I that's a hard idea, you know?
2: I mean, she definitely wears the pants in the relationship. I'll say that.
0: And he makes more money?
2: He does, yes.
0: I
1: can see where you're concerned.
0: Yeah, I think also <laughs> What was his reaction when you said that? Like back to when I said what did you yes. when you brought it up to him and he said okay, what was his reaction when you said he gets defensive?
2: It's almost like he's brainwashed in a way. Like the jealousy part he kind of acknowledged, yeah, okay, maybe it's strange, but then he turns around and be like, "Well, like I don't really need female friends. Like I don't I don't care that much." Or mm-hmm. like he asked me like, "Does your girlfriend let you hang out with girls one-on-one or talk to girls?" And then the engaged stuff one end will be like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready, but like, I don't know, it's unfair to her if I keep her waiting. Like, I think I should just compromise and and do it. Like, it's always like back to like, she's right. Justifying it.
0: Yeah, I think that you probably have already said what you're going to say. And it doesn't seem like he's in a place of like he's going to be able to receive anything you're saying anyway. And unfortunately, this is just a part of life watching friends do things like this, marry people you're not that into. And while it's a huge bummer, there's really nothing you can do about it. He's not your kid. He's not going to listen to you. You know, if he's in this state of mind, he's in love with her, he's about to propose. It would really take something big for him to get off track. So I think you're just time is just yeah. better. I think you've probably made yourself clear. Like if he's defensive when you've brought it up, then he knows what you're doing.
1: Are you close with his parents?
2: Like friendly. I wouldn't say super, okay. super close. Uh, well,
1: you guys aren't like. Like I
2: wouldn't friends. like pull, pull them aside. Right. You know, yeah, like, hey, no, I'm concerned no. type of thing. Yeah.
1: I would ask, like, are you happy most of the time with her? Because from what I hear, it only intensifies one way or the other when you're when you're actually married or because even if he won't know how he probably won't know how to answer it but at least he'll think about it you know he'll think about like fuck man she makes me miserable i am bummed out most of the time or trying to do damage control most of the time or at least maybe he'll, it'll start to roll around in his head.
4: Yeah. Leading him into this self examination may be a better way to go. My sister in law, who I love, is a little bit of a judgy person. She's also usually right, so it's okay. But when she doesn't think someone's making the right decisions, she will ask them a series of questions to help them re examine the choices that they're making. So, like, For your friend, it might be something like, well, how do you feel about, you know, maybe compromising some of your financial and career goals in order to get married a little bit earlier? And just bringing up those things in the context of a question, like Anna said, might be a little bit of a softer delivery and help him keep percolating on them
3: after.
1: And probably the engagement will be awful. (laughs) There's going to be like, there's nothing like an engagement for people to just spin out yeah so maybe there's hope there
2: <laughs> yeah it just it like it it hurts me it's like it's it's one of my best friends yeah, like sorry. i want to be so happy for him oh. if he gets engaged so uh, i i i get what you're saying chelsea like at a certain point you just have to yeah, again, he's, he's not my kid. He's not in mean, my family. Like, yeah, wish the best for him.
0: Yeah, you have to. But I mean, you could try, you know, what these girls are suggesting, which it might be a good different strategy and see if that gets you anywhere. But I wouldn't double down on what you've already said, because you want to make sure you're happy, you want to make sure you're making the right decision. But, you know, I would want I'd want you to check in with me. Are you married, Luke? No, I'm not. OK, like if you were going to do the same thing, I'd want you to check in with me and just make sure that this is a big, big decision. I want to make sure you're in the best possible spot and that you're making the right decision based on what you want and your needs, not somebody else's.
2: Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think it's a good non-threatening way to to bring it up again.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, Well, let us know how that goes. Yeah, Luke. You're a good friend. Yeah, you are a good friend, Luke. That's nice. (laughs) I appreciate
2: it.
1: Yeah, it's really nice. You're a good friend. You can tell how much you love him. It's nice.
2: I appreciate it. All right.
0: Okay, well, good luck with everything. Take care.
2: Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Who won? I feel like I did. <laughs> I, I think you did. While you were giving your advice, I was like, this is not a good idea. Because you're saying exactly what I'm trying to say, but in a different way. But then as I digested it, I think you did give him better advice. So you won, Alan. No, no, no. And I just piggybacked. Listen, yeah, yeah, you just I, you found an easy way, I and mean, just picked a side. And she picked your side. That's how you won.
1: Yeah. <gasps> Chelsea, I miss you. And Catherine, I miss you, too. I miss you, too. I know, Chelsea, I would love to, like, someday when the kids are gone.
0: <laughs> when we're at an old age home Nine living in Mulholland Hills together, we can have a coffee or a cocktail. Coffee? I don't even drink coffee. I would love We'll have that. a cocktail then. You can hit I me up anytime, Anna. I'm right in the neighborhood. Well, where do you live? What neighborhood? Pacific Palisades. Oh, yeah. That's why, like, of course I don't fit in here. <laughs> Who does? That's not even a real place. <laughs> it's like, it's just like white picket fences, white. Everything's like a makeshift mall, that mall up there. You're like, what kind of happy camper land is this? It's like the Truman Show. We are going to take a quick break so uh, you can hear an ad and then we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving, and according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st.
5: Elevate your grooming game with Conair Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
0: Probiotics can be a very important part of your daily routine. They certainly are part of mine. But sometimes uh, they're a hassle to take. So Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like. Adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. needed most. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at the checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply. Valid through July 31st. families have a safe place to sleep. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's dot acom forward slash Chelsea.
4: So this call is coming from Anne. She says, Dear Chelsea, I'm 29 years old and work at a startup. I've been with the company for six years and I'm the longest tenured woman there. I also happen to be their highest revenue producing team member. Not to brag, but kind of to brag. My boyfriend of four-plus years also works there for almost as long as I have. Last week, our CEO invited my boyfriend to an NBA game because our investors gave him box seats. He then proceeded to invite multiple other employees, but not me. He even invited a few people who no longer work for the company. I felt so excluded and left out. I also felt mad at my partner for not sticking up for me. At the end of the game, our CEO apologized to my partner for not inviting me. This isn't an isolated incident. Our CEO has routinely devalued me while uplifting and investing in my male partner. Despite the fact that I'm continually out-earning all the other men at our company, I'm so frequently ignored and under-invested in, and I think it's because I'm a woman. Am I being too sensitive, or is it time to look for a new job? Anne.
0: Hi, Anne. Hi, Anne. How are you? Hi, this is Anna Ferris, and then this is Catherine, my co-host. It's so nice to meet you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. No, you're. It's because you're a woman. I mean, this is the story of the century. Everyone tells the story. And yeah, what did your partner say when he apologized for not inviting you? He recommended to like reach out to me, but when he came
3: home, I had been crying for hours. Oh. Like when you feel left out, like oh. <laughs> then not even like get a text. Like it's weird you're not here see you soon because we live together also should mention that so he had to leave our shared home to go to this thing and then kind of ignored it for a while very non-confrontational very different communication style so he got there eventually but it did take multiple days of me explaining why it hurt so much the layers of
1: it all the they chose you and actively ignored me despite totally it can't not feel very personal like this you can't ignore that it's like this feels very much about me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And it was just
3: like, why do all these men sit around thinking like, isn't it weird that like he came? Like we've been dating for five years, <laughs> all of which have happened at this company.
4: Well, and another wow. thing came up when we were doing our pre-interview mention about the the Christmas gift.
3: Oh, yeah. So small. I didn't even realize it full months later. They give us these Christmas gifts, classic like start thing. They gave out
0: gift baskets. We got one gift basket to share. Yeah, that's gross too. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. Have you addressed this yet at all with your boss?
3: I have a little, what's really nice is like my direct manager is also one of my best friends. It's a very funny company. Like when you work at a startup, you become super close with everyone. So she's like one of my best friends. I did end up like sobbing on the phone to her the Monday after. And she kind of like immediately ran it up a flagpole and kind of sent up an alert of, she might leave (laughs) like she's so upset very validly she might quit the company so i got like the most awkward five minute minute phone call apology yeah it was bad it was like a not to make excuses but so what was the excuse the event got away from him like he only had a few tickets only invited a few people then saw more people were around and was like oh crap let me find more tickets and then it just he kept inviting other people without realizing like oh i should have stopped gone back over here, which I get a lot of it sort of stemmed down to it wasn't intentional. It was a total blunder. He felt super embarrassed and bad. But like all these things were happening. Like my son has pink eye. My dad has cancer. I'm so sorry. But it was just like it all boiled down to like it was unintentional and you should forget it.
4: And there was no like nothing done to sort of correct that mistake, like no
3: extra gift basket, no extra tickets. I I get a month. I'll have like lunch with him like once a month now.
1: Do you like your job? I do. I built
3: it. I was this like 10th person they hired. And now we're at like 150. So of
1: course this stings even harder. Yeah. It's super personal. And like my boyfriend is the golden boy. Oh, Mm. And you like your job and you're emotionally invested. That's it. So how do we, how do we get you? How do we get you feeling good, appreciated, and special, and acknowledged? How do we
0: do that, guys? Well, I think it's very important for you to point out that if they're going to treat you as one person when they're handing out Christmas gifts, they should treat you as one person when they're handing out invitations you know? So I think you can be a little bit more assertive on the back end of that phone call and say, just so you're clear, this is how I see it from moving on forward. Like I expect to be invited to these events. I was the 10th person hired to work at this company and I feel ownership in what we've created. I have a piece of that. I was a part of that. Don't underestimate your value in this situation because women have a history of doing that. And don't say, I just want this. It's, I want this, you know? And don't, diminish your role and what you've created there, remind him of how integral you are in this company and how valuable you are. And based on that value and based on your seniority, here's a list of things that you expect to happen. When there are invitations that go out, please do not invite my boyfriend without inviting me. Okay. And please do not send us one gift. Like we are one person. We are two people. Did your boyfriend start working there before or after you? Uh, like two and a half months after. Okay. So we oh, right. man, it's the whole package. But the only thing you can do as a woman is to be assertive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without being a cunt, be assertive and just say, I'm just here to remind you of all these things. Please keep this in your consciousness when you're making your next round of invites to whatever event that may be. I can't wait yeah. to experience that with you so that we don't ever have to deal with this kind of conversation again.
3: Yeah, it's uh, no, you're completely right. It's uh. When I was screaming about this to my family, they all stopped and were like, do you think that they're maybe like intimidated by you? Because I'm not quiet. I am
0: like very direct. Yeah. And men don't like that. They don't like that. They don't. So they probably no. don't want you there for that reason. But you're going to tell them that that is sorry. That's part of the package. We're yeah. not living in 20 fucking 10 anymore. I have to be included. I'm a founding member of this organization. What are you talking about? And along with what Chelsea's saying, I would
1: list the reasons why you love working there. What you believe from the beginning and be, you know what I mean? Listen to me, be positive. I'm like from 1952. I mean, you have to trick them if they're going to change anything.
0: (laughs) No, that's true. You do. It's like you have to flip the wool over their eyes and be like, come with me, you fucking idiot. I mean, honestly, because that's probably what it is. It's like, oh, she's too much or she's got a big personality. We don't need her there. Sorry. That's the workplace. You have to deal with all the people that you work with because that's what adults do. I'm sorry if I'm not your perfect cup of tea. You're not mine either, but I'm going to be at this event.
4: And that's why you're so good at your job. That's why you're like crushing all the goals and blowing everybody else out of the water. And the other thing, too, is, you know, you can phrase it. I like this, like, being really direct about it. And you can phrase it like, I'm trying to help you be better because I know, like... When it's a startup, it's a little messy. Everybody's kind of like figuring things out as they go along. But like there are probably other women at the company who are feeling similarly undervalued. And you can express it that way. Like I'm trying to help you do better because some of this could be seen as overt sexism. So like let's fix these things as the company grows so that by the time it's really, really big, you're not getting sued by a bunch of your employees.
3: That's one of the biggest issues, too, is that a lot of the team, they look to me because I was like the first I'm the longest tenured woman at the whole company. And so there is a sense of like, they outwardly appreciate what I do. Cause I bring in like 20% of the revenue. Right. It's one person just fucking yeah. cool. And I'm really proud of that. Yeah, But like, it that's what like tripled my anger of being like, if they if I'm getting treated like this in what world does absolutely anyone else have any ability mm-hmm. to be valued and appreciated appropriately. And not just have been like, good job. Yeah. You're good. And you're cute. and Shut up. How aware is the CEO of this? He's aware now. Like, I was very brutally, like, this sucked. I was so upset and really hurt, and I don't think I deserved it. And, like, he intellectually got it, and I know that there are other steps being taken, but it's just one of those things where it's like, I really don't think it's actually gone yet, and it really was salient to have to explain to so many men, like, the textbook definition Or, and and definition of sexism is you did something to me, you apologized to my boyfriend, Mm -hmm. you didn't apologize to me. Yeah. And just expected it to get there as though that is in any way, shape, or form okay. And then, when I finally told my boyfriend, like, he didn't do anything, he has my phone number, he could text me. He was like, oh, okay. And I said, that's sexist. He was like, no, like that was too far. And I had to be like, I, you have to accept my definition. But you did
0: have a conversation with him after the fact. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. It was like a, it escalated pretty quickly to me being like, I will call five women of our company. And put them on the phone. Yeah. I will
1: right. ask them if they agree. Do you want me to? Yeah. He said no. And he accepted. So. And nothing's
0: changed. Slightly. No, that, well, there hasn't been an event since, though, right? That he, that, yeah. He, yeah. Honestly, like, you can wait for that letter until something happens and then it's going to be a different letter, or you could preemptively send it and go, this is what I expect moving forward. And if they fail that, then yeah, you ha- do have to look for a new job if this is that important to you. I will throw him a bone and say that when the Alito
3: opinion dropped, we are enough, like, progressive, small enough company that, like, we were all pretty open about how upset it was. See, it was totally radio silent. I had to call him and then he answered and I'd be like, you have to say something to our team about this. And within like 10 minutes, he'd created a video. He had like built something, sent something out. So like he did listen to me. It mm. was like one really positive change of him
1: being oh, like, all right.
0: That's something. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, good. I think you know what you're doing. You're going to be just fine.
1: Maybe he's a little scared right now, but as, as time goes on, he'll slowly start to become more good for you.
0: Yeah. You could be the change. for You could him. be the resource. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's a, I do a lot of emotional labor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? I think at the time comes
1: to to send an email, I think I would say, I love my job. I love my job. And this is why. And I am a, an incredibly valuable team member. And in that way, when it's in writing, I know you've already said this to him, but if it's in writing, like that's, strong but passionate and complimentary and but demanding. Maybe that's a better way for him to digest things instead of I, I don't know, it was a face to face. Uh that was a phone call. Uh, okay. Because like we're I can go into the office.
3: I mostly work remote because I'm literally just like on Zooms all day with clients.
1: You probably like intimidate him. I know I
3: do. I've had a lot of people tell me that
0: Take <laughs> that into account, you know? When you're writing that letter, take that into account. Yeah. So that, uh, you know, if he's going to be a big pussy about it, you want to make sure that you treat him like a pussy.
1: (laughs) Does it cause strain between you and your boyfriend?
3: It has. Less so now, I think, like, my—the intensity of my reaction to what happened, he was super not prepared for it because it did, like, fully melt down into, like, a, oh, I'm going to start looking for another job. To Which he was like, honestly, fair. That was bullshit. You were treated poorly. Like, he did objectively know, like, I, I do get that. That was so not cool, and it was unfair.
0: I think that's good. I think you're already on the right track. I think he's getting this, the picture. I think you're all set. You made your point, and let's see what happens now moving forward.
1: Yeah. And if you want a, a new job, and I'll hire you to do something. That would be very cool. I'd love to work if it helps. Because you are really <laughs> impressive. We would compliment each other because I'm a little more lamb-like.
3: That's okay. It's completely fine. I'm very aggressive. I'll
0: I'll go after it for you.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> awesome. Okay. It's our Farmer's Market Knitting circle Stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tra- sisterhood, okay. of
0: the, sisterhood of the Traveling Kaslapai. Um, <laughs> and keep us posted and let us know how it goes. I will. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. I love, okay. I love both of your shows. Uh, thank thank you. you. Thank you, guys.
1: Thanks,
4: Anne. Wow. Isn't she a powerhouse? She's great.
0: Yeah. She's going to be just
1: fine. She, oh my God, yeah. Really, I thought she was wonderful. But what a doozy of a problem. My God, Chelsea, I loved what you said.
0: Oh, good, good. Well, great. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with Chelsea and Anna. This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving. And according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st.
5: Elevate your grooming game with Conair Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
0: Probiotics can be a very important part of your daily routine. They certainly are part of mine. But sometimes uh, they're a hassle to take. So Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like. Adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. needed most. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at the checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply. Valid through July 31st. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not a sharp Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash chelsea for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash chelsea. What do we have now? Anna's going to ask advice to me. We do. Oh, yes. yes. Anna, do you have any advice you want to ask me for? I chelsea, love as you know, I quarantined
1: hard, right? Like, nobody quarantined harder than I. So I Is that now, code for
0: something? <laughs>
1: uh, I just, like, hermited. Okay. Like, I didn't see any, you know. Anyway. But I've always had a tendency to hoard. However, my shower looks like a sorority house shower. There's so many products And my closet is like, like, I've, I've really, I've I've adopted a wartime mentality, essentially, (laughs) like, Mm. I'll never be able to procure these items again. During quarantine, I bought 10 pounds of Velveeta,
0: a cheese that I rarely use. (laughs) Yeah. So you're trying to stop hoarding, right? Yeah, I'm trying to stop hoarding. You, have what to I get, do? you just have to get one of those closet organizers to come over your house and just release and let them fucking figure it out for you, clean it out for you so that you're not watching, you're not sitting there. There's nothing in any of those places that you mentioned that are going to have a life or death impact on you. Let somebody come in and organize your life for you and just do whatever you have to do to allow that to happen. Because all your right. life will be, a, you will begin anew and you are going to feel good about it. Not bad. I promise I, you.
1: I believe you. I do.
0: Yeah. There's all those girls on Instagram. Everyone's always posting about closet organizing. That It's not hard to find. Just find somebody and let it go. Just clear I out know. the energy, clear out the, all the shit and just say, you do whatever you think and let me know when it's done.
1: Because it feels very psychological at this point. Chelsea, Kelsey, do you
0: have a favorite
1: face lotion that you feel loyal to? Yes,
0: Liz Earle. I like the serum and then the Liz lotion Earl. or the face cream. I put it on in the morning and at night. So do you have oily or dry skin? A combo. Like I still break out on my chin a bit. Oh, okay, so then you wouldn't want the serum. You just want the face cream. But it's a, it's a British company. It's called Liz Earle, and it's the best thing I've ever used. It keeps my skin very, very dewy all the time. Okay. Yeah. You
1: guys, thank you so much. I don't. Did I say
0: anything of interest? No, you did not. You barely you barely said anything. No, you said some things of interest. Absolutely. As we all did. You were a great guest, Anna. I totally appreciate having you on. I love you. I love spending time with you.
1: I love you, too. Thank you. And thank you guys so much. This was awesome.
0: Thank you, Anna. Anna, Anna, Anna. It took me 10 years to say her name right. And now I say Anna. I just said I fucking ruined it right at the end.
1: Like truly, if I see someone with a name tag that says Anna, I will call that person Anna. It is (laughs) my this is my parents fault
0: and I don't hold it against anybody. And make sure you tune into Unqualified, Anna's podcast. Thanks, Chelsea. Bye, honey. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, Chelsea here. I think we all know that hair loss has the power to kind of shatter your confidence. Not kind of. It really shatters your confidence. And that's where Zion Health comes in. Founded by top doctors in hair restoration, Zion offers both medicated and non-medicated treatments for men and women with thinning hair. Guys, unless you do something or talk to someone, your hair loss will only get worse. I'm not kidding, unfortunately. So get your confidence back on track and visit Zion xyonhealth.com to get support today. That's xyonhealth.com.